start the fire. The building set on fire used to be where people would come to get married and get their passports. You're listening to USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I am very pleased with your product. I haven't been sick since I've been taking this, and I contribute a lot of my energy and my health to your product, and I just want to keep taking it. So you guys just keep making it, okay? I just thank God for your company. Balance of Nature is now offering 35% off on any new preferred order. Go to balanceofnature.com today and use discount code USA. While you have free time and you're sitting at home and you ponder what kind of gifts to buy for someone, PatriotDepot.com has you covered from puzzles, games, novelty items. If you're looking for some unique style items when it comes to the president, for more, you can check out PatriotDepot.com. Call 844-377-8052. That's 844-377-8052. Or PatriotDepot.com. Use promo code USA. President Trump is postponing trade talks with China and says he does not want to talk to China right now. Asked at the event in Yuma, Arizona on Tuesday whether the president would pull out of the trade deal with China, the president said he would see. Trade representatives were set to meet with China to discuss the U.S.-China Phase 1 trade deal that was signed back in January. As the big push for mail-in voting continues, a new poll may shock some folks. USA Radio Network's Chris Barnes has the details from Washington. It turns out most Americans would prefer to vote in person this November. A new CNN poll shows 43% of people say they would prefer going to the polls on Election Day as normal with precautions. 22% would like to drop off their ballot at a polling place ahead of time. Only 34% of the respondents said they would prefer to vote exclusively by mail. You're listening to USA Radio News. Have you heard the big news? Bent Boutique Las Vegas has new owners. The blowout bar you have loved the past few years has reopened and is even better than before. Now it's a full-service salon specializing in blowouts. You can now get a color and a cut with your blowouts. Same great locations in downtown Summerlin and Henderson, off of Green Valley Parkway and Horizon Ridge. Check out all they have to offer at sparklesbeautybars.com. That's sparklesbeautybars.com. Let your best hair day be every day. Vegas never sleeps. But you knew that already because you live here. This is Stephen Maggi, host of Vegas Never Sleeps. Join me each Saturday at 2 in the afternoon on KSHP 1400. Vegas Never Sleeps features the unique approach of in-depth conversations, bringing the timeless excitement of Las Vegas to the world. So remember, join me each Saturday at 2 in the afternoon on KSHP 1400 for Vegas Never Sleeps. Soho Sushi Burrito, a unique fast casual restaurant that combines Mexican and Japanese cuisine into one. Soho Sushi Burrito offers sushi burritos, salads, rice bowls, and nachos. With a fresh salsa bar and so many choices of fish, chicken, beef, and vegan options, it's always a dining adventure at Soho Sushi Burrito. Check out their two Vegas locations at Jones and the 215 or Sahara and I-15 or visit their website at SohoSushiBurrito.com. That's SohoSushiBurrito.com. 
Best of Las Vegas winners each of the last two years. Glaze Donuts is a family business. Taste the passion and quality in each delectable handmade donut. Experience amazing fresh donuts at Glaze Donuts. Located at 6545 South Fort Apache Road on the southwest corner of Sunset. Glaze is open every day from 6 a.m. to 3 p.m. If you're interested in large orders, please call them at 702-246-2888. Follow Glaze on Facebook and Instagram where they're showing off all their delicious treats. And check them out at glazedonutslv.com. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. JohnSyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top Consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. Sports Insider Radio for you. In Las Vegas, Brian Blessing. David Miller is here. And I'm going to get yelled at when our buddy Mike gets back on. Went to, went to put him on hold, and I knocked him into the ozone layer. So he might have just gone back it's to okay. playing golf. I don't wanna, yeah, I don't want to hear about how good he is at golf. Well, that's David. coming. Um, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, he, he hadn't dialed back yet. He's, <laughs> he's sadly mistaken if he thinks I'm calling him. Uh, John's on the line. Here he comes. Hold on. Wait a minute. We got... Uh, I'm here. Michael, are you there? I am here. All right, buddy. Sorry for hanging up on you. <laughs> I figured you just went and played the back nine. <laughs> it ain't Not the first today. That guy hung up on. <laughs> it's what it's. I must be Wednesday where I get jabbed at nonstop. No, I did not play this morning, Brian. It, it rained a little bit. I I figured a Wednesday is going to be my new day off. I got to give at least at least one or two days a week because now every week the progression happens. I start shooting just a little bit better. I start improving. I'm noticing a lot of things that I could clean up and, and like I'm getting more and more hooked by the week, which in turn makes me want to play more. And that's all I want to do. And my girlfriend's kind of already, you know, on the cusp Kicked you out. of asking me, well, she can't keep kicking me out of my own house, but, but the, the value is I gave, look, I gave her an ultimatum. No, I wouldn't even say call it an ultimatum. I said, would you rather me be out at night? God knows where, there you go. or would you rather me be out at six 30 in the morning, every morning, but the funny thing is, depending on how you're hitting it at 6.30 in the morning, that could be God knows where, too. Yeah, but she doesn't really care about that. She <laughs> just wants when I... I would just, I would just throw I it at you. I, I admire your passion for this. Uh, but I would say sometimes it can be overkill. And the, the more you play, you know, some bad habits can creep in. So, you know, I'm, but I, I would never dissuade you from... Uh, the passion and the love you got for it. So I'm, I'm happy for you, buddy. So far, it's only and, good habits. I just can't uh, consistently keep the good habits. The so let me round. ask John, those habits that he's generating on the golf course, uh, how much work has he been missing? Nah, nah it's, 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 <laughs> this early schedule is perfect. He goes, in, right, like it, he right. goes six just in check. the morning and then he's here. There's two sides to a coin. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's good. He's good. He loves money, so you there know, you go. he's here. Hey, don't we all? David Miller's here, and uh, we're going to have at it. Morning hockey, uh, hoops. This is amazing. Uh, just having all these games, morning, noon, and night, standalone games, uh, just opportunities from the minute you wake up till the minute you go to bed. I'm going to be so sad. Uh, when the NHL and NBA get whittled down to, you know, the the semifinals. And, but this is awesome, having these games in the day. I, yeah, I love it. It keeps you focused all day, which I think helps you make helps your decision-making yep. when you're engaged from morning to and night. And you know what I love about it, too, is the, the, the staggered start nature of it. Depending on some of the results you've got working, it really gives you other opportunities in terms of in-game, uh, either you know playing a total if, if you're on a side depending on the flow of the game you can come back with a total or you could tie the total into something later because your one bet's looking good so now you, you spot something and you jump in midstream in a total and then you can tie it into something later or at least I, I just think your whole menu uh, is enhanced and I and I think this comes down to what I said last week to the handle I mean that with the handle just that much more I, I feel that this creates the opportunity too for a lot of for a lot more public skew. I, I uh, I've noticed I've noticed bigger line moves too uh, on these games than, than I than I saw like like towards the end of last year when we were betting NBA. There you go. Yeah. So let's let's hope we keep it up. And then he's you're doing great in golf. Oh, the golf the golf stuff is just it's 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 like anything. It's a tootsie roll, but. Uh, 
you know, like b- believe me, I we, I could lose with a pessimist. I told you that both, and the, and the irony was, uh, we were both on the Utah game the other day. You got the better number. You had five. I had plus four and a half, uh, and it goes to overtime, and we both got Billy clubbed. So you know, those things are out there. But the thing about the, just the nature of how the industry's changed. Uh, the golf tournament, two weeks in a row, on Friday night at the PGA, was able to get Colin Morikawa at 50-1. to 1. He was five shots off the pace. This past Sunday morning, Jim Herman was four shots back, and he's kind of a journeyman. And he was 50-1 to 1 on Sunday morning and won the golf tournament that day. Uh, this week... And, 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 I, and the only reason what was it a hundred dollars paid a hundred thousand? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But the the point is that this week, when you know the stuff David does, and you're being analytical and you're looking for opportunities, this is the first week of the FedEx Cup playoffs. So actually, there are two betting markets that are in play here. Two weeks ago, I bet Adam Scott at 80-1 to to win the FedEx Cup championship uh, because he had just returned from COVID. Earlier in the spring, I bet Billy Horschel at 200-1 to to win the FedEx Cup championship. He finished second this past week. He's now uh, 25-1 to to win the FedEx. So I've got the overlay price on Horschel. And uh, then what you do is if you like a guy this week, if he wins this week, he's going to vault up in the FedEx Cup standings with two more tournaments to go. So a guy that's 80-1 to 1 this week, if he finishes third in the tournament this week, he accrues enough points to be in the top 10, he's going to go down to 20-1 to 1 for the FedEx Championship that's two and a half weeks down the road. So, it, again, it's just you're always trying to be ahead of it, um, just like on, in football on Monday morning. You want to you sit there and say, and John, we did how many years? Don Best, we would do this. Oh, Monday, yeah, Monday morning, Monday morning, we would sit there and probably, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, a r- ridiculous rate. I mean, because not that we were any any great shakes or rocket scientists. It's just we could sit there on Monday morning and say, you know, these seven football games, these numbers are going to move this way. You know, if you like these guys, lay the wood now because the number's going up. Or if you're gonna, if you like the dog, wait, that number's going up and come back the other way. But being able to say and and have have a, a pretty firm grasp on where the number's going to go. That's your livelihood. Well, well, I think now, too, with the game spread out, I know I said this last week, but it it, it's, it reminds me again of the early 2000s. I'm not sure if that's when you guys uh, would do that. No, this was about 2007. Eight? Right. This is when you literally could just wait on the teams that looked bad the week before, and, and most of the time it would go your way. It felt like 80% of the time. So I kind of feel with the game spread out like this, uh, it's just like that. I, I was going to grab the, the Nets with last night, and I thought, what's the point? You know. But if, if, if that game was with four others and all at the same time, then I might have done it. So, And the other thing that you said, I think, too, you're probably focused more on golf just because you're watching the NBA lines and the hockey lines pretty much all day so when you have a moment you probably click over and look at the golf ones really quick and, and i do the same thing I'm, I'm eyeing everything from the time that i wake up but it's because i'm i'm more focused because the games are spread out like this that that i'm more than everything i seem to see all the all the lines better in hockey not golf i'm doing just baseball hockey and and basketball so I, I love it too, and I yeah I'm going to be sad too when teams oh, are getting eliminated. And, oh, I know. know. And you know the other thing that's different, uh, John, that we've noticed, and it's been the la- it's been, I think the last two football seasons, 
Mm-hmm. I have never seen such a reaction to how a game was played on a Sunday. It'd be one thing, oh, the team had a bad day or whatever, and may, maybe, you know, from a power rating perspective, the line would come down a half point or a point. We, we've been seeing almost three- and four-point adjustments, maybe not necessarily through a key number, but we're seeing incredible over. <laughs> I guess overreaction is the word because it's like okay, these guys had a bad day, and then but all of a sudden, I mean, that number a week ago would have been minus four, and now it's minus six. You know, we're we're seeing an overreaction. I think it's an overreaction, and, and it's extra good because you're on a neutral site, so it just it's really tempting to be honest with you. For in, in my opinion, to just grab every every dog, and I don't think you could go wrong if if you did that in this case, especially at post, but. I've been pretty lucky there. I passed on some of the ones that didn't cover, and I feel, I feel that I've I've dodged the bad ones so far. So I'm definitely up. And today we we got the same picks. So let's hope let's hope we do good today. John, any random numbers? <laughs> any any numbers? Did you, you see on Monday? On Monday, uh, what happened, guys, with the favorites? They went. They all won, right? They all covered. So on Four Monday, no. the MLB. Oh. Uh, was twelve and one on the chalk. The NHL was four and zero, and the um, and the NBA was four and zero. So you were twenty and one if you bet every favorite on Monday. I felt too Monday was my worst day, so that kind of makes sense. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I do I do take some favorites, but it, it just felt it felt like that. It felt like every favorite was covering. It's it's been feeling like that for me for about four days. So. Right, right, right. Not right, sure right. if I just picked the bad dogs or, but well, that day you, there's no way nobody could have done anything that day, <laughs> no dog player. So right, and then so the next day, what happens is the, the everybody wakes up, they go by the chalk, and then the magic went out right to clump, to put the exclamation mark on that game. So it just goes to show you know there's no free lunch you know. You know, what do you think? You're going to wake up every day and have 80%, 90% chalk winning? It's not going to happen. Now, I know you'll say it's not correlated. I'm just saying the, the psychological mind aspect of the better who just, like, hit every game on the board because he just laid the chalk. Of course, he's going to wake up and just lay the 14 or the 12 or well, whatever on uh, the Bucks. Well, yeah. Well, and also it comes down to those type of people obviously have more money after a day like that. And they are itching to bet the next day, almost feeling like they're geniuses. And right. we've all we've all been there where where we're in the zone. But but a day like that where the bookmakers probably took a loss or didn't make as much. Yes, these people they're not going out and doing things with that money. In my opinion, most of them are are, are betting it back and probably there. Yeah, for the first game, and they probably lost uh, laying the fourteen. And some of them probably thought, well, this is a free. Uh, money. I can bet the money line, and it's free money. You'll hear that term right. a lot: free money from guys like that. And yeah, and that was pre- that was pretty shocking, though. I I, c- I couldn't believe it. I was watching. Well, it. the one game. What, what was the one game we were watching? Mike was rooting in uh, that went into overtime in like seconds. What game was that? Um, the Utah Jazz game, I think. Yeah, we, yeah, we, it was the Utah yeah. Jazz. <laughs> we 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 brought that up. We were both on the same side there, and. Uh, you know these things just happen. We've also, in all fairness, we've been holding the minus five, and all of a sudden, you know, overtime helped us. Or in my case, last year I had minus nine and a half on a game, and they won by ten in overtime. So we've seen it all. But 
when it happens to you and it's and it's fresh in your mind, you almost feel like it's like not fun. Fair. It's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. Exactly. Hey, I I I almost almost got one last night. I mean, I'm telling you, this baseball thing. The guys, the Minnesota game, uh, the Brewers. The guys pitching a no hitter into like the whatever the eighth ninth mm-hmm. inning. It's like a one nothing game. Yeah, I get on to the next thing. Then they tied it up. Three, oh, all three. of a sudden, about you know an hour and a half later, I see the guy says Twins won. I'm going, what? Tell me, you know, and it ended up three three. But but that's that's a game that was one nothing that they literally could have scored. You know, with a guy starting on second, they could score another dozen runs in those extra innings. You never know. I've I've had that one time zero to zero going into extras and and it went and I think I had over eight and a half and it went. It was it was unbelievable. It was like the thirteenth inning. It went four. In the top of the thirteenth, five in the bottom. I was like, "Wow, I can't believe I won right. that." Yeah, I know. So you've seen, we've you seen get it the, all. You get the lucky ones. We've seen it all, and and and, and like, and when you're in the zone, you you almost feel, it's selective memory. You feel like they all go your way, and then you feel like the opposite. Well, I can't catch a break. Life's not fair. So, so the other day, you know, we were, and especially me, I had the, I also had the. Uh, 76ers and that was pretty much tied with a minute left and they found a way not to cover so that that day felt like life wasn't fair but move forward and uh now i'm ready to catch some breaks in those situations you guys watching some you get morning soccer going on well there's the actually uh, league. yeah i've been laying low not today not today but this entire week they've had champions league soccer so those obviously it's the final 16 so they're coming right down to the wire with now they're back in the – they've finished it out, so now they're in the semifinal going into the next couple of weeks. So obviously soccer still year-round. They've developed a way to play these leagues consistently outside of the double, outside the bubble, and it's working quite fine. None of the teams I've seen that are being quarantined. So if we could take any sort of example from these other countries and implement that here for football season – Whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. So I hope that's the case for football. I'm still a little optimistic about college football with certain colleges or sending their kids home after outbreaks because obviously how are you going to stop 18-19-year-old kids without partying? Right, North Carolina. How are you going to stop 18- and 19-year-old kids from not partying at college? So, you know, we're going to see that more and more, but it's not – I did read, John, and I don't know if you followed up with it, but they are making all teleclasses virtually, but they're not specifically sending the students home. So in that case, I could still believe the football team could just take the classes virtually but still play. Because originally the thought was they're sending the entire school back home to their parents, and that was it. But that's just not the case. What do you guys think about the college, Dave and Brian? It's just I'm still trying to get over it. But like I said, the only I think I might have even said this one last week. I just know that NFL games will move just a little bit more. So mm-hmm. trying to I'm trying to see, and I am worried, obviously, about college basketball because the amount of val- the amount of value slash volume that we get there. You know, it's quite a bit, so I'm um, just I guess I'm sweating that at this point. But yeah, I've kind of thrown in the yeah. I, I, I I'm just gonna focus on NFL, I guess, and then say a prayer every night when I get down. Please play college basketball. No, it's amazing. I mean, 
Uh, if you, they, you know, those that are talking about the spring football, then you got basketball. How it all runs together. The, the college, the college landscape is really squirrely. Do you guys? I mean, think, I just don't. Do you, I don't think. I just think that you just gotta. You know. So let's let's roll through this. Let's for the listeners listening. So the NBA playoffs are projected to end when, and then restart when the well, new said, season. Uh, Technically, if they played Game Seven of the NBA Finals, that would be on November third, and the new season starts in November. Are you serious? Really? December. Hockey, yeah. Hockey's next season starts December first. So that and one, one would be the Stanley Cup Finals, Brian. Um, pretty sure it'd be about the second week of October. See, when I hear that, I'm just thinking that the. Pretty much the the bad teams, like pretty much the teams that have that didn't go to the bubble, I'm thinking they would really shoot up in value having all this time off, and 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 teams that make that have a deep playoff run really go down in value. And I wonder to what degree the lines makers would factor this in, or the betters. You know, I I would definitely fade teams like Clippers, Lakers, Bucks, and I would I would jump on. You know, like even even the, even even the ones that played, but didn't make it into the playoffs, they're probably fine. I mean, this would be enough time off. Do you guys agree with that, or what do you think? Do you think the lines, the betters, and the lines makers will adjust enough, or do you think there'll be a lot of value at first to fade those, those I, I, top? I teams? mean, I'm I'm a little optimistic in that as well because wouldn't you think that a team? And I'm not saying it's the finals, but teams, let's say that make the conference finals that don't make it to the finals that have a little bit of break now they're in rhythm where they're just going right into the next season obviously see i don't look at it like that i I don't look at it like that especially towards the end of next season okay so you made a point there okay sure but what about towards the end of next season they have to rest they rest some of these guys in, in a regular season just because they don't want the minutes overload so this is going to be interesting at the end of next season. I mean, I could see 12-point favorites just losing outright by 30 and stuff like that happening. So I, I, I'll, be, I'll be very involved in, in the undesirables the second half of, of next season for sure. But, yeah, you made you know a point. What I, uh, you, you made a point. You know, what right. I also, uh, you know what I also picked up with, that, with the bubble? Because there's no travel, these players just don't seem as tired by just playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Meaning they they don't travel, they're not getting on a plane, they're not getting off the plane because we understand jet lag. We've talked about this in football. You know that West mm-hmm. Coast team coming to play on the East Coast for that one o'clock game. There's always going to be jet lag. It's an early game for these guys. It's the same routine every day. They're sleeping in the same bed every day, and it's just like shooting a basketball. They're in rhythm playing, mm-hmm. and you notice the guys that are really good like the Portland Trailblazers, have shown it. These guys that are like on a roll right now, like Damian Lillard, he's just on a roll. Like he's Every game he's on a roll where during the regular season, outside of the bubble, they have bad days here and there because they're the travel, whatever's going on in their lives. Here they're locked in. They literally don't have these outside you know, uh, issues and anxiety that's going on outside of phone calls, which – obviously is making certain guys take it to the next level. And I, I just didn't know how that was going to play out because we've never had any sort of thing like this in the past where it's showing that certain guys and certain teams 
like the Suns. The Suns came in here. Nobody expected the Suns to win every single game. Well, nobody expected the Suns to be that good. I mean, any of you guys? Well, to me though, the, feel free to tell me. To, well, you're right though. The randomness of this has created has created things like that, and I feel this in the long run just helps it makes the underdogs go up in value. Uh, what you just said, because there is a lot of random things happening. You know, the Magic winning. I don't know what the score is right now, but the Nets were looking really good. So I kind of feel this just this helps this helps dogs. They're up by three right now. I think this just helps the Nets. I, I think this just helps the dogs because of the randomness. We we like we're used to going okay. They're eleven points better than them, but with, with things like that and 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 no trial, I just think this helps all the dogs. I don't know, but. Well, of course. I mean, you would think logically, and, and you're right about that 100%. With dogs, I mean, you're getting dog value on a neutral court. I mean, there's no fan. So even when you go to these, you know, I, I guess the only correlation would be college basketball where you're playing in, you know, the big tournament. But still, you te- you could tell certain fan base uh-huh. is more than the next. Yeah, but to there's me that's more kind fans. of – but to me that's still kind of neutral – when two teams play in a different, I, I kind of, I, I count that as neutral. I, I get what you're saying. One, so one part is a little bit louder than the other, but that's neutral. I just, yeah, I'm excited now that I'm really thinking about it next season, towards the end of the year. I mean, I might even fade all the, all the public teams the night before, hoping for multiple players resting the next day, stuff like that. I'll, I'll have to kind of think outside of the box and go, how did this How did this season and, and what we're looking at right now, how they're doing it, how will that affect next season and and, and try to get one step ahead of the, the bookmakers and the and the bettors. But, no, as it, stands, yeah, think- as it stands right now, a lot of post-betting. Post-betting is usually the way to go, um, and it's reminding me of NFL back in the early 2000s for sure, mid-2000s. Because NFL, even NFL's gotten to the point where it's not that easy where you just go, well, they look bad, everybody's going to jump. Except your team last year, it felt like every Ravens game, literally you could wait, and it felt like all of them got better the last eight. It might be selective memory, but it felt like, it, it did feel like the, the top three or four teams, you to bet early was foolish. So... And and I don't know how they did against the spread, so I would wait. I would wait against those teams. Um, so yeah, hopefully, I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Well, I mean, going. Are you going to use? And my questions to you, Dave. Using this formula for obviously for basketball and football's not going to be a bubble, but you mm-hmm. take the fan fair out of it because we know in football how important that home game edge is, especially if the team's up, especially if the team is on defense. It's worth three points. we've never seen it before. And I know Mm. that makes sense logically from a mathematical standpoint, but it's one of those things that I believe you have the advantage that once the season actually gets here, you know, having that, making your own line on the game and seeing, making the adjustment when there's, no fanfare. I think it's going to play a huge edge for us this entire season. Uh, it, it comes down to two. Now, what do you what are you going to grade home field as? Like two points, or it definitely still matters more. You know the travel things like that. But without everybody yelling and cheering them on, 
and and then you don't know really to what degree that that it does help but by how many points or or you know how do you how do you uh i'm pretty sure once it starts i'll get a good feel and you know you're always kind of you're kind of antsy for week one and i feel once one or two weeks passes we'll get a good feel just like this bubble the first day i was thinking okay neutral side does somebody have an edge here um, and, and trying to trying to adjust, and I and I felt I adjusted right away, and I and actually ran good, beat the move, things like that. So I, I'm kind of hoping NFL goes the same way. I, I think it will, but no, it, there's it, still there's still even though there's no fans, you you still have to you still have to give a little bit of value for home field, whether it's two points or or you could call it on the money line twenty five cents as opposed to forty five cents. Because because a three point favorite is usually you know, minus one fifty or so, so 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 you have to put some type of number on it. And I think so my we'll, next question we'll to you, that. my next this is the second part of the question goes right into it. Now that we know that there's no fans and you're not getting that standard three point edge at home, do you believe there's going to be more home dogs? Yeah, well in theory, well, well in theory there there has to be right. Because right. home field's worth just a little bit less, uh, so so yeah, and then you, you think so? I, I think I, I, I think, think the, I think in football, I think the so. visitors get a, a, a huge edge. I would think I would think I would think home dogs would be diminished to a degree because the visiting teams are going in there, and instead of trying to execute your offense with eighty thousand people screaming and yelling at you. Road teams are going to go in there, and it, it's basically, other than they had to hop on a plane, it's a neutral field. I, right. would, I would think home dogs so, would be diminished. Right. So, so, so being a road team is not as difficult, and being a home team loses some value. So, so yeah. Um, but, but, but for example, what I'm thinking of is like, let's say Baltimore is at, I don't even know what example to give. Let's say they were laying seven. To Seattle. Somebody. Use Seattle. We know you. No, like we don't Seattle. want to use Seattle. <laughs> they wouldn't be laying seven anyway. I don't know though. Maybe. Uh, no, maybe six. But let's say they're they're at Buffalo. We use his team, and it was and last year it was six. Now it's going to be more because Buffalo went down in value at home. So, so I would think it'd be more. But but I, I don't know. Uh, you you like you like those home dogs. That where you know, okay, the fans are gonna just push them in the fourth quarter, and and you don't have that now. So I don't. It, the whole thing will be interesting, and, and I think we'll see. Like for argument's sake, that game. Like I, I would think if if Baltimore was what were they six six, six on the, six year. on the road at Buffalo with that fan base, and now Baltimore goes to Buffalo and there are no fans there, Baltimore's got to be seven. Right, so it would go up. So, so, so the dogs would get higher. Was kind of what the favorite? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the, the I home mean, dogs. Will the, the, more the, the, the number will will the, the the number will move in favor of uh, the road team. Okay, I just yeah. think generally speaking, yeah, I right. just now maybe right. that changes after four or five weeks. We kind of said the same thing, but backwards. I feel, but. No, I, I I just love having plus seven at home, and I know somehow they'll they'll get it in there. Where the fans are really going to help this bad team, and so now it gets weird. <laughs> they, they don't even, they don't have the fans to push them. They got to push themselves, right? Uh, but no, we'll adjust. I'm just all about adjusting and and trying to get ahead of of what's happening, whatever whatever's happening, 
And I think we'll do a good job of that, and we'll talk about it a lot. So listeners, definitely keep listening, because we'll have it figured out, hopefully by week two, <laughs> how we're going to adjust exactly in the betting. By the way, unbelievable. Um, the morning hockey game, uh, and I know you played this back uh, throughout the week, but at the time of the taping of this, uh, Tampa Bay pulled their goalie and tied the game at four. And I would tell you one thing that seems to be a trend in this bubble environment, the elimination games, if it's an elimination game, uh, these games are high scoring. Uh, it happened in the Vegas game last night. happens in this game right out of the gate this morning. Uh, and uh, you had Washington and the Islanders. Washington, uh, you know, kind of circled the wagons. So I'd, I'd make note of that. This looks like uh, I think when you get to these elimination games, the games uh, tend to skew towards the over. Yep. So there. Sounds, sounds about right. I'm listening. I'm listening to you guys. I'm waiting for you to pull out a bunch of stats and go, well, let's see. Well, you know, look, I mean, yeah, look, you got numbers. Uh, we, we, not uh, stats. Listen, yeah, numbers. I got numbers. I got numbers. Let's so, have them. First of all, streaks are your friends uh, in baseball betting. I mean, Dodgers, seven-game winning streak. Houston, six-game winning streak. Arizona, six-game winning streak. Cleveland, four-game winning streak. Philadelphia, four-game winning streak. Let's, I don't want to rub it into Dave. Boston on a nine-game losing streak. Detroit, seven-game losing streak. Seattle, seven-game losing streak. So one of the things that I've been doing is I've been doing – I basically will not play a team. I look for value with underdogs on winning streaks. So it doesn't mean I'm going to blindly bet them, but like Tampa Bay is on a three-game winning streak. They're plus 160. There's value um, because the trend is your friend, especially if they're playing a team on a losing streak or the coming off a loss. Same thing goes with um, like the Dodgers. The Dodgers, there's no value, but – what I do is you can do mix-and-match parlays. And so I've been very successful with parlays where I'm basically taking teams and I'm fading them if they're on a losing streak. And then what I'm looking for is I'm looking for a team on a losing streak to be playing a team on a, on a winning streak. But then what happened, like yesterday, there's certain games you had to cross out. So, like, Minnesota was playing Milwaukee, and they were both coming off a winning streak, so you have, you have to cross those games out. You don't want to just blindly bet them. But, like, for an example, I don't know the score right now, Toronto on a two game winning streak they were plus money against the Orioles earlier there would be a spot for Toronto Tampa Bay on a three game winning streak plus 160 there would be a spot um, Arizona on a six game winning streak plus 150 playing Oakland on a two game losing streak so this this is where I've been where again Dave you know what I'm going to say do I ever need to say it well but here's what I'm going to say is it sometimes is that easy to just stay with the trend to fade Boston the last nine games brainlessly. You're now nine and zero. To take the Dodgers the last seven games, you're now seven and zero. I I am not going to bet on Boston, and I will fade them till they snap it and win. Oakland, same thing, was on a nine or ten game losing streak. These teams are streaking, and then they go on a two-game losing streak. So when you look at a team like Oakland that's had one of the longest winning streaks, they're 16-8. and eight. But everything's been done in streaks. So, you really, I mean, the minute they hit that first loss off a streak, you can start fading them. You're going to get a couple games. The biggest value on the streak system for both of you is to follow teams on a two-game streak in either direction. So, for instance, the way I play – 
Toronto, Mets, Cubs, and Diego are all on a two-game winning streak. There's a high probability that if I go and take Toronto, the Mets, the Cubs, and Diego today, I'm going to be 4-0 tomorrow or, at the worst case, probably go 2-2. Two and two. Kansas City, Oakland, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, and Colorado are on two-game losing streaks. If I fade those, high probability I'm going to be 5-0 and tomorrow or, at the worst case, maybe 3-2. and two. And it's brainless. I know it's just not what people want to hear that are listening. Dave doesn't want to hear it, but... Just let me talk money. when you're done. <laughs> I'm done now. Okay, I all of those random trends and streaks, I kind of feel you could just look back in any sport at, at anything and, and find something and go, well, it was that easy, this and that. But actually doing it in, in real time, you and you might have, you did do it, I'm not saying you didn't do it, but I kind of feel, I, I the trend is your friend to me is, and I'm used to betting more NFL and, and NBA where people will really notice, and and it's the spreads. So people will really notice, oh, they keep winning by 20 or they keep losing by 20. And so the bookmakers really have to really over-adjust from week to week. So in baseball, you could argue, well, teams are hitting good. And and I, I guess you could kind of ride a team, especially if they're a dog and, and people aren't. Because a lot of times people, I think you can write it for a couple of games because people won't give the team credit. They'll go, well, that was kind of a fluke. And so now if the next day you're staring at plus 170 again, people do have the mentality, kind of the opposite of what you said. They'll go, well, they're not going to win again today. No way. So then if they win again, it comes down to, well, they just can't win again. And, 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 and the price will actually go up when it should kind of go down because they are hitting, hitting well. They're in a groove. And so I, I believe you can do that, but the fading Boston worked out for you. But I, I think in the long run, a team like that strings together a couple of wins. After well, right. Five. So this is this is like hold your nose, don't try to. This is just brainless. And again, I, this really only works in baseball. This doesn't work in other sports. Yeah, in other sports, games. no way in the long run it won't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It, you know, I don't buy. It, but what I what I look for. I'm not saying I'm blindly betting against them because I'd be laying huge prices against Boston, but what I am doing is I'm looking for especially teams that are basically underdogs like Tampa Bay on or, a three-game winning good? streak. Who are hitting good, right? Who are hitting good, right. And then so you and the Ravens did in football, so it can happen in any sport. But I think, but everything we think and do is long run. And I, and I feel when a team, especially in the NFL, is just really crushing the spread, I think long run, that next game, the value goes to the other team. But we can look back and go, well, do you remember in 2011 when so-and-so did this and that? We can almost pick any, any set of wins or losses and, and just kind of go, well, this proves our point. But, but I, I hear you. I hear you. If a team's hitting good and people aren't really giving them credit or, or noticing as much due to other sports... Uh, and you got a good price. I do think you can find some some good value. Absolutely. And what about you, Brian? Any input? I'm sitting back, kicking back, listening to you guys. Yeah. I love the debate. I, I, the, the trend thing. <laughs> I don't like trends. I, no, the the trend thing. You can rip that apart. Trends. I. I it comes down to sample size. A trend thing would be that one year. Oh, the Orioles were <laughs> seventeen and one on Tuesday night. The Patriots though did kill the spread. What were they? Fifty nine percent again. Over 15 years? But let, let's let's talk about COVID nineteen MLB. Pittsburgh is on a two game losing streak, but Pittsburgh's only won four games. They're four and fifteen. 
they're one of the worst money making teams. But if what, I can get it, what were the prices on on all the games? I mean, it comes down to that too. And I'm sure you would be down money. I don't. They would have to be like a four to one. Plus four hundred. Right. Those so, like Cleveland is one seventy today. So here's the thing: Cleveland is one seventy today uh, against Pittsburgh at seven oh five tonight. I'm not saying I would lay that. What I'm saying is that that's a good parlay. That's a good game that maybe I'll stick in a parlay. Um, because, Still, though, again, you're you betting the minus one seventy to whatever else you're betting, so you are betting exactly. It. You can't just so say, "Well, I'm going to put it at fifth leg of my part." You're still backing. You're still saying there's a value on the minus one seventy. Everything comes down to value, and there could be. There right. could be the yesterday too. They were, I think they were plus one eighty and they blew it. I think in extra innings, the tenth or the eleventh. But and then a lot of a lot of those teams just keep falling short, and the, and the bullpen lets them down. But um, I, I do feel too that that the favorites have what are, do you have the numbers in baseball so far how you would yeah. where you would stand if you if you took well it's a lot tougher in baseball to figure it out cause I have them all right in front of me but but if you say well favorites have I mean the money the most profitable team in baseball right now is the Baltimore Orioles at 12 and 11 uh-huh. they're one game over 500 you're up a 1100 bucks betting them okay so you are fact yeah you're factoring in the prices okay so let's yeah, yeah. okay so the, you're okay and also, you guys really notice that team more because that's your team. That's well, and they're thing. always and they're always underdogs. So when uh-huh. you take a team like the Cubs, the Cubs number one in the NL uh, Central, they're fifteen and seven. You're only up four hundred bucks. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So here, I'm, I'm, uh, the Orioles are twelve and eleven, and I'm up a thousand. But the difference is, is the Orioles as a favorite are zero and three, and as an underdog are twelve and eight. But I kind of feel you guys being a fan really let you guys notice that. Or you could say the guys that just stare at those numbers every day would have picked up on it too, but it's easy. I mean, I honestly here's what I honestly think. What I honestly think was I had a hypothesis. A big word for you, Brian. I had a hypothesis Hello. that dogs normally, extraordinarily, do well no matter what. But I had a feeling that with the absence of the fans. It was going to just be so. You're talking about assigning three points to a home team. The fact that you have a team laying 200, 300, and there's no fans gives the edge to the bad team, not the good team. The Mets are laying 260. Well, well let me can I went, say something. Go ahead. Under normal conditions, baseball has probably the lowest. It does. It has the lowest home advantage. It's. it's I think it's. It's, it's, it's pitcher, twenty cents. Pitcher batter. I mean, yeah. So, so that kind of that that says to me too. The travel doesn't. Because, you know, they'll play a few games at a time. So I kind of feel with no fans, it really, it shouldn't move. These prices shouldn't change too much. But, you know, you might be onto something where the dogs just have that much more value, just a little bit. Even if you have 10 cents, 5 cents more in value in the long run, you know, and if you back the right teams, you know, yeah, you could make a few bucks. I like it. But Well, again, when you when I look at the numbers and I have them broken down, and I'm looking at the top teams in each, in the, you know, American League Central. Minnesota, sixteen and eight, you're up three hundred and thirty-six dollars. The Yankees are sixteen and seven, you're up a hundred and ninety-three dollars. The Oakland Athletics are sixteen and eight in the AL West. Top, you're up three hundred and twenty-three dollars. The Cubs, you're up four hundred and fifteen dollars. 
Atlanta, number one in the NL East, 14 and 11, you're minus $34. And then to round it off, the NL West, the Dodgers, who are now on a seven game winning streak, 18 and 7, you're only up $306. So, what the, the same thing every week, we've said it, is that the teams that can't win as underdogs or are not usually given dog prices are not profitable. The only teams that have made, I mean, I, it's crazy. I'm looking at the board. Only one team is in double dip, meaning only one team has made more than $1,000 betting on them, the Baltimore Orioles. The next runner-up to that in terms of profitability is the Cubs at $415. That's it. I mean, and then when you talk about the teams that are just absolutely just disgusting on the money, Boston, minus $1,133, 6 and 18 Now, the thing is... They're three and fifteen as an underdog, but they're base, they're two and three as a favorite. So what happens basically is again when you're looking at this to blindly Houston is another team thirteen and ten minus four hundred dollars. So you you just don't see the value. I am shocked at how many teams as a whole. If you bet on them from the beginning of the season and now, most of the teams you're actually down money because most of the teams are getting favored prices. The, the NL West is very interesting. Dodgers, Colorado, Arizona, San Diego, and San Francisco. Make a note of that if you're listening on the radio, guys. The NL West is the only profitable um, group in baseball from top to bottom, meaning every team in the NL West is actually green. So your money-making teams, if you just want to make it simplistic, so far are West Coast teams. Now that, I don't know why, but I know if you look at... The AL East, and you look at the AL Central. Most of the teams are all negative. I just, I just, we we never see eye to eye on this, and I, I think I feel we do this at least once a show or every other show. I just think you could pick any. You well, could, what's and interesting I feel every to me year is too. you're a dog better. You're a dog better on the spread. You, you have a propensity to look for value with underdogs on the point spread. The only difference between me and you is I translate it into the money lines in baseball. I agree with some of the stuff you're saying, but and then you can never really, you and I both know, we all know this, you can never really make this business simple. But I do agree with, with you, you can, some teams can be hitting well and getting, the price could still, could not reflect that. Uh, and and I do believe hitting well goes from one game to the other, but but that can also someone could argue that is just variance or selective memory, but I I I do believe teams can hit well, and you will see you will see a, a somebody plus one fifty to to plus one seventy win five out of six games over and over, but that could also be just variance. I don't know, but right. if you talk to baseball players, they'll say they'll they will say no, we we hit in streaks, and well, I've talked to some pro a- players. Here's a perfect example. Brian and Dave, I'll ask you two first. Either one of you, whether now or in the past, have you ever been active Baccarat players? No. No. Well, I love Baccarat. That's my game. I bet Baccarat the way I bet baseball. Hmm. So what that basically means is I'm sitting at the Baccarat table. We're talking 20 years of playing Baccarat. And the guy, you know, Banker, 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 banker. And then you know, there's this guy, you know, and he's just, it's due to turn. It's due to turn. And he keeps Martin Galing the other way. I'm going to player, his name's Mike. But this is just very nice, too. You're making Player, player, and he's going broke. as, And now it's 16 
banks in a row, and he's this pulling money ins- out of his pocket. He's jumping up and down. It's it, there can't be a seventeenth. But, but so each that's bet the same it's, thing it's, with Boston. It, each bet is its own. Is its brand new bet? No, you can't compare that to baseball. Baseball, you have a point. I mean, you there's little bits and pieces of what you said that any pro better would agree on. What baccarat? Every everything. Like when I go buy a baccarat table and and they're writing down things, this is this is just irrational. That there's no reason to write anything down and there's no logic to it at all. Or when it used to make me feel good writing it down, okay, well, I, it but makes, I would lose. It, but it's <laughs> it's irrational. Or when somebody goes, well, I'm going to look at well four Reds have hit in a row. Or so so you'll have half the people. Another Reds going to. Well, we obviously know the screens on the roulette wheel but, don't mean anything. But, and seven hit twice and blah blah blah. But we what you're saying is kind of exactly the same. Or they could say, well, Red, because you'll have half the people go, well, Red keeps hitting. I'm going to bet Red. They're, the trend is their friend, as you say, which has nothing to do with baseball. But then the other guy will come up. Oh, a black hasn't hit, and you can almost like feel like a genius when you're when you have these irrational thoughts and they keep and they keep and you keep winning or you you turn a lot of money into a, or a little bit of, into a lot you can have these 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 irrational thoughts and and feel like a genius and and believe that what you're doing actually has an edge to me baseball is completely different than 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 baccarat or roulette but i'm just giving an, giving an example but I do think, I do think going well. The teams on the West, you can make this simple. The teams on the West or the East, no, no. This is this is like the Baccarat, I think. Right. No. I and I we're talking about the psychology of that better when he's when his intent is to break the streak. And what I'm saying is, I've kind of simplified my baseball system to not break the streak. Let let I will be I will take a loss if I bet against Boston and they lose, I'm okay with it. I'm at peace with it. But what I'm not going to do is stand in front of a momentum. Can I, can I ask you a question? Train. Can I ask you Go a ahead. question? So, so let me ask you guys this. If, if a team is in a nine-game losing streak, right, like that, do you think the bookmakers are going to make you lay more on the Yankees or less? Well, look, today's a perfect example. Philadelphia is only laying 40 cents against Boston. They're begging you to take Boston. Okay, well, let me ask you this then. But uh, but the game should probably be two hundred. Okay, well let me ask you this: <laughs> if, if five games ago, what do you think that line would be? I uh, don't know. Probably Boston favorite. I don't know the pitching matchup, or I bet you five games ago it's closer to to one ten or one hundred five each side. So I kind of feel I, I kind of feel that I'm sure on this. They're definitely adjusting. Well, so let me let me apologize. Since we're on fire. the air, let me let me apologize real quick about the Philly Boston game. So I didn't realize the game was playing now. So Philly opened up at one forty three, moved to one ninety three, went as high as to two hundred one as the public was coming in it, or maybe sharp money like me would have played it at one forty, and then maybe. But now they smart. were they were winning two nothing. Now. It's two two in the fourth. But let me okay. So, Matt, so sorry to interrupt. You you know you know how to get me going. I don't know. You're almost like a. Go ahead. Uh, okay, so that one forty to one ninety. Do you think that was sharp money or the public? And keep in mind, I think at one forty. I think at one forty, it was me. It was sharp money, and I think then the public started chasing it up. So do you agree? Once it got to one ninety, then plus one seventy five probably had long run value. Correct, one thousand percent, and so, I would have bet both ways. So, so here's my point. Then you really can't just go. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep fading them or betting them. You yourself even agree that we need to factor in the price. 
Right. So yeah, if perfect. I didn't, okay. if I was planning on betting Philadelphia at at forty cents, thinking it was a late game, I got my times messed up, which is fine. And but I would have. But if it was two hundred, I would not have played them unless I used them in a parlay. Okay. Well, no. As long as you, as long as you at least are, are agree with me on the, that everything has a price and a team now can be hitting great or whatnot, but we still need to look at the price. I just want everybody to know that they can go with random trends or things that they really feel that that, that they that they that they're sure of. But as long as you, if you guys do that, still factor in the price. If something opened minus one forty and moves to minus one ninety with no new information, you definitely want to in the long run the, pass this, this here's situation. Here's the interesting. So let me ask you a question, since I know where we 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 got like five minutes left. Philadelphia opened up at one forty three, went to two oh one, then closed at one ninety three. It w- it is now two two in the fourth inning. If you're a live game better, you have the opportunity to bet Philadelphia at minus one forty three, the original opening number. Well, well, you need to know also what. So, so do they both have the equal amount of time left, or it, right, is, right, it the, right, right, is it the middle? So, right. so you need. But still, there's probably. Let's just say it's going to the top of the fifth and. There's and probably, I can get Arietta right now minus one forty three versus two hundred if I would have bet him at post. yeah, but it yeah no it, it still doesn't it, it okay <laughs> you just want to you at least you know how to get me going I don't know well, to me that means the, we're good hey, friends you know what I mean? that means we're good friends though if you know we how are to good friends exactly and plus it's probably making everybody else laugh I, 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 I it'll like it'll be interesting I it'll think be healthy debates are good actually to see if we get a ten game winning streak because from a value point I mean I'm tempted right now to cl- hit the click button. On Philadelphia, see, too. See if 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 that happens, then I'm I can almost tomorrow. I'm gonna okay. Let's find the best price on the Red Sox. If it's going up, let's wait. And then here's the thing: if somehow they were favored tomorrow, a guy like you would not like you, but a guy who's real emotional about it would literally look at Philly as free money. That's that's if they won or if they lost. No, if 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 Boston loses again. Your your average person's if let's say somehow the socks were minus uh, one fifteen tomorrow no. would literally look at the other side yes. as free money. But the they difference go, for me is the difference for me is if you want to equate it to politics, I'm not betting on Philly this morning if I thought the, if the game hadn't started yet. I'm just betting against Boston. But you know how they that's say like somebody that's like somebody that says I'm not betting I'm not voting for Biden. I'm voting against Trump. I'm not looking at the I team. Get it. I'm not looking at the team that they're playing. I'm only looking at the streak that I'm fading. You know, you know the ask ten people rule where you can walk up and ask ten people, and if they all agree or like eight out of ten, you, oh you fade it. You know that old saying. Well, I, I tell almost... Brian when I sit in the casino, whoever they're rooting for, if I could in game live the other way, it's like free money. Yeah, but you know, but a lot of times the, the takeout's too high in game right, live. Right, right. But but what I will say about it, I know you, I've never wanted to talk so much. Sorry, but if if they go on a ten game losing streak, and tomorrow you do the ten game with somebody who do you like the Red Sox or the the Phillies you will get all 10 oh they've lost 10 in a row I'm going to take and so in the long run all this does is create value the other way because the bookmakers already have a skew on it knowing that, that that's the case all right, in five innings talking. I'll be messaging you on your phone <laughs> yeah okay I'll, I'll respond too and I'll go you were a genius <laughs>
Well, hey, Michael, that was fun, man. You sit back and let, let <laughs> Sorry these... about that, guys. No, no. You, you uh, have the guys with the debate, and that's good, and we'll play it back. We'll even double-check and look yeah, back on political it. political debates? We'll have sports betting debates. Beautiful. I want the Sox to lose so I can go get value <laughs> and ask the 10 people and, and show you guys the results. Well, we'll get the result of that next week. But we do invite you to check out the site, Sports Insider. Radio.com. Fellas, always a pleasure. Have a great week. We'll do it again next week. All right, you guys. Have a good one. Bye bye. All right, check it out. SportsInsiderRadio.com. It's the Vegas Board, Tuesday morning at 10 on AM 1400, KSHP North Las Vegas, and KSHP.com. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy is delaying plans at the post office ahead of the 2020 presidential election. This comes after at least 20 state attorneys generals announced plans to sue DeJoy. White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows on Fox News regarding the hubbub at the post office. And this postmaster general did the right thing, said we're going to put these, uh, these decisions, these operational decisions on hold. But they're not President Trump's operational decisions. They came from 2011 under the Obama administration. Republican leaders say they will not be supporting a standalone postal bill, but are willing to negotiate for funding for the Postal Service as part of a scaled-down coronavirus.